Hi, this is Hal Alpiar, and I'm your co-host along with Johnny Stites. Uh, this is BusinessWorks. We're very happy to have you back. Um, we are talking to and for business and professional practice owners, operators and managers, business and healthcare students and teachers, and entrepreneurs. We're talking about your customers, your clients, your patients, uh, your employees, your state of mind, <laughs> and we're going to we're going to try to deal with all of that today and in the coming weeks. So uh, we welcome you as a listener. We hope that you uh, will be in contact with us with ideas that you have to share. Uh, we would love to feature uh, anything on the show that relates to the topics I mentioned. So today um, we're going to be talking. We last show we talked about vision and people and data and. We're going to try to tie that together uh, for your business interests with issues and process and traction. And so um, these are things that uh, Johnny has experienced with his, his family business over the years and his own business interests. And I'm going to ask him, Johnny, if you start us out with a couple of thoughts on this and let's see where we end up. Okay, Hal. Thank you. Um last time we talked about the vision and the people and the data and when you get all three of those in place – you get a transparency in your company that is really helpful to uh, ferreting out the issues and discovering what you're not doing as well as you could be doing. When you when you say transparency, um, you're not talking about – are you talking about everything being open and available to everybody all of the time or – Transparency from the standpoint that the company sees clearly what's going on. Okay. They're not living in a fog because they don't have good data. For instance, a lot of people say, oh, I'm out here and doing a great job, but they don't realize that they're making half the people they do business with mad. And when they're doing that, their their lifespan is going to be shortened significantly. Gotcha. I ask because, you know, we're hearing it every day in politics, so transparency, and it doesn't mean a lot. So no, <laughs> transparency <laughs> in politics is not transparency at all, as we've seen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're trying to get a business where the the leaders of the business and the people in that business see it for what it really is. And so part of that is having the right vision going in the right direction right. with the with the core values that are important to the company, having the right people who bought into that same vision and core values, and then have data that measures how well they're doing toward that end. So if they're when you have those three in place, you're going to see issues pop up. So how do you deal with those issues? And the way that I think you're best served is when you take these issues and create a list, just keep them on a list, and then pick the top three. What is the number one most important issue I need to fix in my business? What's the second most important? What's the third most important? And then attack at number one. And, and if I could it. jump in on that, Johnny, sure. but, uh, that, I think that's great. And I, what people need to be reminded of is that this list that Johnny's speaking of will change all of the time. And so you need to constantly be adjusting it. Yeah, you're and right. It's, it, you know, it's the, it's the theory of all entrepreneurship is constant adjustment. And the so, issues, if they're not changing, it means you're not fixing any of them. And if you're not fixing them, you're going to deal with the same issues over and over right. and over again. I like to – I think of this very much like goal setting is you, you scribble it on an envelope, stick it in your pocket. Maybe a day later or an hour later, even five minutes later, you think of something different or better. Take it out, cross it out, put something on and just constantly be changing it. Um, and so, so you know, you're right. And the applications are 
much easier to make when you are conscious ongoing. So uh, if you have this list and it's and you've selected from that list the most important issue to fix in your company right. and the second and the third, start with number one and work on it till you fix it and give some person in your team to be the champion of that issue. What do and, you do with interruptions? On the issues list? Yes. You, you just – you don't let them interrupt unless the issue that interrupts becomes more important than the one you're working on. If that becomes the most important issue, you then reassess adjust and again. adjust. But okay. don't don't let people, as we say in the business, throw something over the wall that yeah. you got to deal with that's not important to you. I'm talking with Johnny Stites. I'm Hal Alpr. My my first big job in uh, in uh, advertising business and uh, was. Working in a large ad agency um, and we were told to make a list every day of what we were going to do at the end of the day, make the list of what we we're going to do the next morning when we got there. And that was the hardest part of the job and and I would end up sometimes with two yellow pages of lists for the next morning uh, all day, every day. We changed that list. So you cross out stuff and then you put new things in and it, was constantly working with the list. But d- the jobs did get done because it taught me to focus, just like you're saying, right. on one thing at a time. That's right. So I'm Johnny Stites, and this is Hal Alpiar, <laughs> and we're working together on this. Thank you. To try to help people with the issues in their business. When you have issues, you prioritize them, and then you do what I call IDS them. You identify them, and not just the top uh, surface issues – but dig, 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 dig down and find what is the cause, the root cause of this issue and deal with that instead of the results of the of the right. root cause. And then once you identify it, then you discuss it among your team members and you don't you don't politic for a solution. You just just discuss it. Get all the all the thoughts out there and ideas out there. And then once you have heard it all, then you make a decision about how you're going to solve the issue. What if the, if things aren't working right and you have this list and one item is still there all the time? If the item's still there all the, all the time, you're not getting you're not digging down to the root cause solution. If it keeps coming back up, you've got to go down and find reassess it then. Yeah, words, reassess yeah. it. Figure out what it is really that's causing the issue to come up, not just that the issue itself is there. And then once you get these issues list, one of the things you're going to find out to get rid of them is to set up processes that are then going to be followed by all. The processes that are set up in any company need to be done the same way for every company. In my company, all the estimators estimated the same way. All of the salesmen used the same contract. They used the same sales method because it was important. They all had their unique uh, sales characteristics, but they had the, I controlled the contract they would present to the owner. I wanted the contract to be a certain uh, form, and they all used the same form. The so they, had, they, they had steps that they were to follow. That's right. But it's they could exercise their own personalities. And That's, their own, of course they could. Yeah, okay. And so these processes were documented, written down, and then they were followed by all. So you got issues don't come up as much because the processes were set in place to solve some of the issue problems. See how that works? you yes, got issues yeah. coming up. So you set a process in place that kills that issue from ever coming up again. And then finally, you go to traction, which 
a vision without traction toward that vision is just hallucinating, as we But know. you gave me a book called Traction. I That's right. There is a great book by that. Mm-hmm. And so with traction, you've got rocks, which are quarterly goals that you're trying to get done. Right. And you have meetings that you have every week. The meeting is at the same time, the same place, the same agenda, and it lasts for 90 minutes. I, I, by the way, I've, I've also – when I got, did that list deal I was talking about, I, I – that was terrific experience because I, it was such a busy place. And one of the things I picked up from that was the idea that when you're having meetings like that, to have them on Mondays <laughs> instead of on Fridays. If you have a meeting at the end of the week, um, there's no room to get some things done that are brought up in the meeting. And people have a tendency to take it uh, home for the weekend and forget about it. So on Monday, if you meet on Monday or Tuesday at the latest with these things, uh, everything's fresh. It, it, you have a whole week ahead of you to implement the ideas and to get things done. And so I think that's an important point that the timing of uh, how you do the traction part of this is really uh, dependent on your business. Of course, if you're a seven-day-a-week business, that, that, that's another set of circumstances. But uh, Well, when I coach people today um – and help them implement the EOS system, uh, entrepreneur operating system, one of the things that we try to do is we try to help them identify rocks that are quarterly issues and um, to-dos that are weekly issues. And if you can get people on a 90-day cycle where they are able to solve issues over a 90-day period um, that are big issues for the company, the more they do that, the better they get, and the better they get, the quicker they've solved their problems right. and the less damage that is done. So I think it's really important for business owners to have in place a plan that allows them to gain traction toward their vision um, because it's so difficult to have a vision and you have no way of getting there. So what we do first is we teach them how to, to have a good traction before we talk about vision. I'm Hal Alpiar. With Johnny Stites. And can I, can I ask you to just uh, um, explain rocks? Because that's a, that's a kind of foreign word to business people to think about, and maybe it's not clear what that means. I well, it comes that, from uh, – Excuse me. It's not rocks 93.7. No, it's or not. Or 95.9 light rock. It, it comes <laughs> from uh, Stephen Covey's book um, uh, where he talks about the example of, of tr- your day and what takes up time of your day. Right. And he puts a – a cylinder of a glass cylinder, and in this cylinder, he puts huge, big rocks first, and then he puts smaller pebbles uh, in, and then he pours sand into that, right. and then he fills the be- the rest of it up with water all the way to the top, so there's no room left in that uh, container. The rocks go in first because if you don't put them in first, you can't get it all in there. Right. If you took those same exact ingredients. And you put the small rocks and the sand in first and fill the water in. When you start trying to put the large rocks in, they just don't happen. And the large rocks are the big, significant parts of your company. That and they create a splash if you put them in after the water. That's right. right. <laughs> you, you just create a mess is what happens. And so teaching people to identify that and be successful is right. what I think is important. Thank you. We're going to take a short break here. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites and BusinessWorks, and uh, we'll be back with this discussion on traction. 
Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites, and we were talking about traction at the four business owners, managers, operators, healthcare and legal professions, uh, teachers and students, and entrepreneurs, of course. So, uh, Johnny, you just uh, kind of finished up on talking a little bit about rocks, <laughs> and uh, and that's part of traction and the meetings aspect of this. Um, and I think everything that's been brought up on the subject so far, we're talking uh, a lot about structure and flexibility at the same time. And those two things don't seem to fit together. But um, maybe you could uh, address that thought and then uh, show us a way to tie some of this together. Sure. I think a lot of people feel like that if running a business, if you can be freewheeling and shoot from the hip and that that's how successful business do and that's just not accurate. Uh, the most successful people are those who are very disciplined. They're very disciplined in their vision setting. They're very disciplined in their traction toward that vision and every part in between that. So what we might talk about is just how all these parts and pieces t- uh, fit together and how this will help organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. And ultimately, that's what we're all after. What is your vision for your company? So this doesn't necessarily uh, fly in the face of the idea of flexibility. Not at all. Um, in it, fact, it, I think it gives you more flexibility because when you flex to do something different, you're flexing in the right direction because you're basing your decision upon data. Knowing where you're going. And knowing where you're going. Yeah. That's right. So the first point would be to have uh, vision, the right kind of vision for your company. And having everybody in the v- company sharing that vision and if they aren't sharing that vision, you want to get rid of those people. You want to take people who are not the right people and get them out of the company. Uh, the best vision statements that I've ever uh, developed have been by having the input of every employee, uh, what they would change in it, what they would like to see it yeah. represent, and then kind of taking all of that and put it together. So uh, when it is put together, then right. everybody has to buy into it. It may have That's a little right. bit of mine and a whole lot more of yours. But it's important that we both buy into the vision as the right vision for the company. So then when you have that vision, when you're hiring people, when you're firing people, when you're evaluating people, reviewing people, all of that can be done on the basis of the vision of the company and how people are contributing or not contributing to it. That's what Stephen Covey meant when he said put the right people in the right uh, seats. And and I'm I would think that an important part of that is interviewing people where there is an issue of some kind uh, about why or what it is that's keeping them from uh, participating with or contributing to the vision direction, and and kind of force them to uh, assess their themselves and what they're doing and that's whether a good it way fits. Of saying it. Yes, and I've seen it acknowledged. Uh, in fact, that they probably shouldn't be there. So that, that sort of thing can happen too. You know, talking with Johnny Stites, I'm Hal Alpiar. And it's giving everyone a, uh, a direction uh, to take and room for them to interpret it um, as best fits them, like the example you gave with sales. for example. Right. Well, we always uh, ask people to assess themselves. That's a pretty important thing to do in your career. But it's also important that your assessment be an accurate one. And it was not all at all uncommon for us to bring in people for a self-assessment, and they were 
10, level 10 people all across the board, when their coworkers and their immediate supervisor and me as the boss might have them as a three, mm-hmm. then they had to explain why are you a 10 when everybody else sees you as a three? Give a self-assessment. And, and most often they would say, well, you know, I just, I just put that high number because I wanted a, a raise. And when you got them to look at it accurately and really assess themselves fairly, then it it helped them to see whether they were or were not contributing to the to, to the um, collective good of the company. So then having the right people is important. And then it comes to data, measuring those people, measuring their outcomes, measuring the different parts of the company so that they know where they had a good day. And I'll tell you a quick story. A guy came to me one day and he uh, told me, he said, uh, he, I asked him, how are you doing? He said, oh, this is the best day of my life. Well, this is a 30-year veteran, uh, brick mason, matter of fact, who had been pouring sidewalks in Crossville, Tennessee. And he was very excited about the day. And I thought, wow, what has happened here? Well, all that happened was the field manager, the superintendent on the project, had driven a stake out a couple of hundred feet out and just challenged his team to get there. The first day, Monday, they didn't do it. They didn't get there. The second day... He put it out there 200 feet again, and he he blew by it. Well, this man was so excited that they had blown it that day and the third day and the fourth day, and the last day was Friday when he was in my office. And he was so happy about that. And I know he went home and told his family that, but he saw how he was having a good day, quote-unquote, meaning here's how I contributed to the vision and the and the success of this company it was measurable to it him. was measurable to him, and he could tell it, so we came up then with what we called a good day report, which gave every employee right. how they could actually have a good day by contributing to the overall that's why good. I saw you putting bricks out there on the sidewalk before. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right, so once you have the data, then the issues start coming up, and so that we can talk about those if you want to, how the issues then are IDS'd. Okay, we'd like to do that. I'm just going to take a quick breath here to say uh, we thank you for listening. We're going to finish this up here in a minute. This is Hal Alpr, uh, along with Johnny Stites on BusinessWorks. And uh, Johnny, as we get into this uh, subject of traction and uh, um, satisfying people, help having people helping your your employees and the people who work with you to have a sense of vision for themselves as well. As well as the company. Um, well, for instance, Hal, we we're talking about issues yes. and, the, and the brick mason that came in. Right. As a result of that experience, we actually set up a process that measured a good day report. We had yes. a good day report and everybody followed it. So every week, the beginning of every week, the field managers would get a breakdown of how long it would take to get a certain part of the job done. Right and challenge the people to do that. And the ones that did it got bonuses most often, made the most money for their men and for the company, and had the greatest delighted customers. So the the database part of all of this and the process that you've taken people through um, is not – it's it's not a negative in any way. It's a tool. Oh, yeah. And, and so we, you've been making use of that. We this. never used the data to beat up on people okay. and say, you should have gotten this done. We never did that. Yeah, because a lot of people do that. I, you know, yeah, so I, and, that's good and there are times like 
if it's raining, you're going to get less concrete poured. Or if it's, if it's a cold day, your productivity goes down. Mm-hmm. So there's issues that you had to deal with. But the idea was you wanted everybody to know where's the mark. Here's how you get there. And I'll give you another example. We would build buildings that were maybe a million square feet. Well, the building could be a 1,000 feet long. And if you worked all day and you got four feet of roofing put on that building, they would look at the rest of the building and say, we're never going to finish this job. But if their goal was to do four feet and they achieved right. it, they they could celebrate that. Right. And the same dynamics, by the way, apply to uh, healthcare practice and the way a doctor uh, and an office manager would deal with the patient flow. Absolutely. Uh, and scheduling and all of that. So it isn't just construction. This is Business Works with Hal and Johnny. And we're talking about uh, ways to apply this thinking to any kind of business or practice. And have everybody in their office making it their business buy into it to make sure that right. the people who are coming in there are not just sitting in the waiting room all day. Well, if they buy into it, it's in their best interest yeah. because actually, uh, you know, it's going to make their lives a lot it easier is. in the process. And we always paid our bonuses out of cost savings. The men in the field, the, the, uh, the ladies in your doctor's clinic, the people in the lawyer's office can all be part of achieving that success so you can share that success with them. And we ended up giving back about a third of all the money that was saved on projects. So that takes you to traction. You got your rocks. The most important items are dealt with on a quarterly basis. And then you do that every quarter. And then the meetings so that everybody was in this meeting and they had the same location, the same time, the same agenda with for 90 minutes and you had a strict agenda you went through, and this meeting got you in the habit of doing the right things that would solve issues and solve rocks. So to see how it all ties together right. so that your traction is getting you to your vision because you're solving issues and problems and well, rocks. That, and it makes a big difference for everyone's thinking. And, yes, and, it and does. certainly for the business uh, to grow. And a rock doesn't always have to be negative, Hal. Sometimes it can be very positive, like uh, – and Collins and Porus in their book, Built to Last, talk about BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> okay. That could be the rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that, that leaves us with a little chuckle. Thank you. Uh, as, as we go forward uh, with the Business Work Show, uh, we're looking down the road a piece, and um, the, probably the next uh, um, couple of uh, programs that we do are going to focus on subjects that relate to everyone as well, stress management, time management, uh, managing people. And and a lot of that has been started today, and, and we're going to just kind of go into that direction. So we'll, we'll look to see you then, and we thank you very much for listening today and hope you have a terrific week ahead.